This is a yelling podcast. From poking Etch to plans and everything in between, this is Magnified Pod, the only podcast that discusses culture, religion, politics, and the entire discography of everyone's favorite left coast punks, MXPX. And we're back mm-hmm. after a break. Yeah. Off last week, taking care of some things, doing the damn thing. <laughs> you had, um, I'm Andrew Phelan, one of your hosts. Mm-hmm. I'm John Potter, your other host. That's right. And this week we are at Magnified Studios West. That's right. Um, <laughs> my my apartment is Magnified Studios East. It's, uh, but. West, the West Studios, a little bit more high end. Yeah, my basement is cushy AF. Yeah, it's, it is, the digs are a little bit nicer. It's got that central air. Yeah. We're not, we're not sweating to death. Right. Completely miserable the entire time. But John, last, last week, you had some fam in town. You had... A monumental birthday to mm-hmm. celebrate. Yep. Uh, Elliot, uh, our previous pod guest, uh, celebrated his fourth birthday. So, you big were th- day. Thrown down. That's right. <laughs> yep. It was Just going nuts. It was, it was popping off. There's a water slide, inflatable water slide involved. Nice. It was It was wild times. Uh, so how how big was it and it was was it only suitable for the smaller party guests i mean it's still in the yard we can check it out after this and see what we think. i'm only learning about this now <laughs> i have a feeling it would deflate <laughs> it were would i to crum- attempt crumple under the pressure <laughs> yeah, yeah of our of our ample ample <laughs> adult sized bodies yeah so uh john as we are waiting for our goodies mm-hmm. from Kickstarter to start rolling in. There is no shortage of MXPX related stuff still going down. It's true. The latest in the MXPX sphere is Anchor Valley Wine. Mm-hmm. Started by... Mike and Holly and Joe Moxley, they got this Anchor Valley wine. They currently have what looks like three different styles. They got a Pinot Noir, a Pinot Noir Rosé, and a Pinot Gris. And they've already won double gold for, for maybe one of their... Yeah, the, the Pinot Gris. It's a double huh. gold winner. 2018 Oregon wine competition. I mean, I wish the names were MXPX related, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I think Pink, Ping No Chacha. <laughs> I was really trying to think of a Pokenacha pun. That's, yeah. Um, Pino it, it'd have to be like like PX Gree. Yeah, that's better. Or, or something like that. Last opportunity here is all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, they might need to think about some. Uh, there's, there's, I, yeah, we could have, we probably could have come up with some, some more 
puns if we had thought about that but i mean that, if they send us like a case or two and they want us to review it like we're still happy to do oh, that we, i so. would be very pleased to uh hawk this one <laughs> little spawn con sponsored yeah. content <laughs> as we say in the biz <laughs> nobody nobody <laughs> says that. i promise people say it spawn con uh-huh. really it sounds cool right well yeah cool as hell i'm yeah. But all that to say, we are down for some spawn con yep. for that that double gold Pinot Gris, that yeah, PX Gris. Let's, let's get some. That one's that first one's free. I really, yeah. You're welcome. I think they really should have done one of the Kickstarter options. Should have been like a wine tour with the Herrera family. <laughs> that that um that would have been a good idea. Yeah. They could uh. How about how about some um. The best of wines. There you go. <laughs> there we go. If we're gonna do gonna do a little, you know, shoehorning into this episode's album, which we will get to. Pinos within Pinos. <laughs> Not good either. <laughs> Give me some time. That, well, okay. Come we'll, some we'll, good puns we'll, by we'll the end throw of this. down by by the end of the episode. We'll have some more mm-hmm. Anchor Valley of wine MXPX related puns. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who are jumping on this uh, on into this episode. We will get into the plans within plans, track by track, later in the episode, uh, but we have a lot of topics to get through. Um, Do you want to plug those uh, remaining Texas dates? Yeah, yeah. We got Dallas coming up September 7th, MXPX tickets still available, Austin these on uh, September 8th, get your tickets and hit up those shows. When is the Chicago show again? Oh yeah, that when is oh that's uh That's never? Oh man. Yeah. Seems weird. It seems weird. <laughs> uh those dates, waiting on those dates, yeah. anxiously waiting on that vinyl, my PX punk. <laughs> I'm struggling. I am emotionally struggling over here. Got that C D though. I did get that C D. Yeah. Uh where did I put it? Right yeah, there. I I I ordered this separately off the website when everything was started to put up put up for everybody who didn't back the Kickstarter and I thought you know what I need to get that CD I need to have every uh every MXPX CD available so it was nice to have some some MXPX mail mm-hmm. coming in uh yeah and it's it's sort of like a it does it does is a very kind of diy package Mm -hmm. this is probably one of the most minimalistic yeah releases i dig it though i've seen yeah but it's it's clean it's straightforward i i like the px punk Mm -hmm. on the head spinning on the disc Mm -hmm. even though i wish i could see it spinning around um in your house <laughs> be there uh so also latest mxpx news mike just was it just today threw up that playlist oh yeah his own I think so his own uh, spotify his own spotify playlists. playlist so playlists like this so uh 37 songs two hours seven minutes of like con- an average mxpx album length <laughs> burn jk mike Uh, being put on blast no man he agrees with me 
there's a lot of really good stuff on this playlist. Mm-hmm. We were saying the only one we we really took issue with was yeah. uh, the Eagles. Yeah. Which I just heard that they surpassed Michael Jackson yes. as selling the most the most yeah, albums the, yeah. of all time, which is just wrong. It is wrong <laughs> because uh, what have the Eagles done for us lately? Yeah. Honestly, Hell froze over like twenty years ago now. I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah, Hell Freezes Over came out in 1994. Long Road Out of Eden. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, not into it. (laughs) Whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Mike. No, but... but, The rest of the playlist, however. Yeah. No, the rest of the playlist, you got some Joe Strummer, Descendants, Beatles. Got to throw on. Got to throw a little MXPX on there. Menzingers, all about the Menzingers. Um, Kanye Got some Kanye Which validates our (laughs) frequent Kanye mentions on this pod (laughs) Yeah Got some Bad Religion, Mill and Colin Smoking Popes, Hometown Heroes for us That's right Um, Yeah Got some T-Swift on there as well Hey, I'm down I'm not, I have no problem And he's, then Mike threw on uh, Passenger Side by Wilco From uh, AM Probably, I don't know this might be controversial, but AM might be my favorite Wilco album. I love, I love AM so much. I, yeah, that's a, it is really, I think, man, I don't know. What? Probably it, Yankee Hotel is still well, my favorite. Sure. Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot, there's nothing that that album is, is amazing. But I think they're the... Wilco of the early years was yeah. very much a kind of in that alt country vibe, which right. I can understand why Mike would have totally. that 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 uh, lean I, towards that album. I came a little bit late to them, so that was like when I was super into them, and I know people like being there in AM were real important for people earlier. So yeah, Summer Teeth mm-hmm. and the Billy Bragg. Yeah, the Billy Bragg awesome. albums. Those, those, those two records are really, really solid. And got a you got to shout out Wilco, little Chicago love. Mm-hmm. So um, everybody should check out Mike's playlists like this yeah. on Spotify. Um, some solid, some solid jams on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so last night mm-hmm. you got to experience one of your all-time favorite artists it's true yeah my live for the first time in well this is what's a little complicated we were talking about it before so uh dave bazan has been playing as a solo act for the last uh 14 years or so and he's played pedro the lion songs as part of his sets but Usually they're solo acoustic songs and he kind of, or solo acoustic sets and he goes kind of back and forth and lighter on the older Pedro stuff as he's gone on, obviously. So this is the first time in a while that he had a full band. He had old school Pedro songs. It was like, it was at Talia Hall in Chicago where the sound was awesome. They had this super cool light show, which like I hadn't seen lights like that at a Bazan show (laughs) ever probably. And yeah, he just sounded awesome. So it was really cool to hear these older. My voice is blown out because I was singing along <laughs> so loud. Um, but yeah, just these a lot of these uh, older late '90s, early 2000s, yeah. full-on rock songs performed live, and then Bazan stuff. Uh, you know, he's leaned more like 
keyboard heavy and loops and stuff over the okay. last couple albums, but to have that reimagined in a rock context and yeah, it just was awesome. So I'm all about Pedro and this Pedro reunion for the Stewart, and they're putting out a new record as Pedro for the first time oh, next year. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah. So at first Some I was a little bit like... original people, or is it just mostly... No. Well, so that's kind of part of it. There really wasn't anybody that was like part of the Pedro band okay. besides him. The most consistent other member was this guy, T.W. Walsh, who he played with on Achilles' Heel and Headphones and in that era. Um, but he's kind of doing his own thing now. He produces a lot of Bazan's records, but... Um, yeah, so I think it's just kind of players that have come in and out. I'm not sure exactly who's playing on the new record, but yeah, at first I was kind of like, is going back to the old brand what he should be doing? But, uh, it sounded awesome and I'm, I'm into the like rock angle that they're going for with the sound. So did anybody open up for them? Yeah. Uh, whoever she was, was really good. (laughs) And local, I'll find it shortly. Local, I can vamp here for a minute. Yeah. Um, I was. Do you know if she was a local Chicago person? She was not. Okay. H. C. McIntyre. Um, okay. Kind of an old country thing. It sort okay. of reminded me of like solo or. She band? had a full band behind her. Okay. Um, but I think she's kind of a solo act. But okay. Kind of reminded me of like an early Nico Case kind of thing. All right. Uh, but she was great. Um, Nothing wrong with that. No. So yes, Bazan, my hero. Which transitions naturally to your hero. <laughs> My hero. So this episode is coming out uh, on Monday, the 27th. And it is on that day that one of my heroes, Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> is getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's right. Trump so, loses his, Al gains his. That's right. Damn right. <laughs> so at 11.30 a.m., Al will be getting his his star. So if you are in the area, um, 6914 Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> across the street from the Chinese Theater. Mm-hmm. And so it's free. You can go. So if you're listening to this on Monday... And you live in the Hollywood area and want to go celebrate Al getting his star on the Walk of Fame, you unequivocally need to get up from your chair at your job and go there right now because I cannot. But here, here are, here's the thing, because with this comes a feeling of, uh, frustration mm. and curiosity mm. as to why it took so long for him to even get a star to begin with. He's been a king of Hollywood for a while now. <laughs> he, uh. Some might even say uh, the original kings of Hollywood. He was uh-huh. he was uh, rolling around top down listening. <laughs> anyway, um, so he's been making music since 1976 yeah over four decades in the music industry he's won four grammys has four gold records six platinum records a star of film and television (laughs) countless voiceovers (laughs) and he's been i mean who doesn't he, I mean, he had a number one record. His last album, Mandatory Fun, was a number one record. That's right. And 
I don't understand how so many people have been awarded the star before him. So from what I understand, anybody can nominate somebody yeah. for the for getting a star. And um and I don't know why he wouldn't nobody would have nominated him. There's a lot of questionable people, aren't there? Yes. Okay, so this is this is the thing. There are people who uh have stars and I'm not saying that they do not deserve them. Sure. They th- these are people actors that I admire, some of which are apt they're definitely uh uh Hollywood powerhouses. But do they necessarily deserve them before Weird Al? Like Shrek? I mean, I think his is deserved. Shrek? I'm just looking at the list. Yeah, Shrek has one before what? Weird Al. That that doesn't even make any sense. Why? How does... Godzilla has one. Are these... Well, okay. That Shrek, that is embarrassing. But here's, here's an example. Mm-hmm. So Daniel Radcliffe got his... At the age of 26. He got his in 2015. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he's an amazing actor outside of Harry Potter. He's in not just the Harry Potter movies, but plenty of other movies. He's done a lot of uh, Broadway and theater, too. So, he's... So, great. Scarlett Johansson got one six years ago. Mm. Chris Pratt. He's already got one. He's got one. Mm. Chris Pratt has one, you know... I I I I don't understand why some of these people like Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Ugh, come on, I'm like, and I'm not saying they don't, but sure. I I'm just like like Vin Diesel for Christ's sake. Come on, Vin Diesel does not deserve Oof. a star before. Don't, don't add us Fast and Furious fans. <laughs> no, he just he just doesn't. But, you know, but also Mark Hamill just got his last year. Yeah. What the hell's going on down there in Hollywood that Mark Hamill and Weird Al have taken this long to get? How did Daniel Radcliffe get one before Mark Hamill? I'm not suggesting that the process of star acquisition is flawed, uh, <laughs> but perhaps the whole thing is a little stupid. Yes. Is all I'm saying. It, it is. And this is not one of those things that is actually worth getting upset over in reality because I'm super thrilled that uh, he's, even even if it's not even a big deal in, in the big scheme of things, I think it's amazing that he's, he's getting, yeah he's getting his star and he's being recognized for, for his contribution to the arts. But, all this to say that in in me looking up a lot of this, there is clearly uh, some questionable. Uh, there's it's all very questionable how this all how this is all determined. We're gonna crack this thing. <laughs> we're cracking this wide open. This is we're getting we're getting to the bottom of this. <laughs> this is a new ongoing segment. So yeah. buckle in, people who are mad that we don't get to MXPX talk. <laughs> yeah, this is. Um, this is going to be the Hollywood Walk of Flames because Dang. we're going to be going to be spitting so much hot fire. It's right. It's some truth bombs. Every time we're in the middle of some like random segment, I'm like, 
I just, it's amazing that somebody's listening to this, like, when are they going to get to MXPX? <laughs> like, you don't expect us to talk about the Hollywood Walk of Fame star process on this podcast? I don't this know what is, to tell you. This is, this is what people subscribe for. This is the good stuff, This is the guys. quality content that yep. people expect from Magnified Pod Studios West. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, we're, we're going to do... <laughs> Since we're since we're so amazing at transitions here <laughs> yeah. at Magnified Pod, uh, we're, we're gonna do a a pretty hard transition <laughs> from Weird Al Hollywood Walk of Fame mm. to talking about mental health because it's something that is very significant to me and important in my day to day life, moment to moment. And it's also sort of a thread that you can tie through many MXPX albums uh, to varying degrees. Yeah. But it, I remember you saying that early on in the show, and I was kind of like, yeah, I guess so. But I really, I didn't know, as I've said, the last three records before the new one super well. But I think it's really consistent in all three of those. He gets yeah. into that stuff a lot. Yeah, and it's, especially on this on plans within plans, it becomes kind of clear that this is a topic of importance to Mike and a pretty significant source of, of writing for him. Mm -hmm. So I felt like it's something that I wanted to be a little bit more transparent about. And for anybody who follows me, my personal, uh, Instagram account knows that I posted something about mental health last week mm-hmm. and it's been something that it it's for many for many many years is something I've been dealing with from uh, some pretty severe anxiety panic attacks depression and uh, I want to, I don't want to ever feel like it's not something we should talk about because one of the things that I did was suffer in silence for mm-hmm. way too long. And it's so, so, so not worth it. I, I just sort of tried to make my depression and anxiety the normal rather than try and find ways of dealing with it. And mm-hmm. so I know that there are probably some people out there listening who wrestle with this stuff mm-hmm. on the daily. And I want us to be kind of a community of people who can support each other through this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just at least share a little bit about me to normalize this. And, um, so, you know, I, back in, I don't know, maybe like 2008, um, back when I was still kind of identifying as a Christian, I was having some, some kind of anxiety and some, I was in, there was a situation that I think maybe induced a little, um, PTSD from, some a, a circumstance of somebody who was living with us at the time who was abusing alcohol in a kind of a serious 
way, and it 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 really messed me up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to deal with some of that, and I went to this therapist who did a form of therapy. He's a Christian therapist known as uh, Theophastic Prayer. Hmm. John, are you familiar with the, think so. the concept? Yeah. So it's essentially, it's a kind of a, a, a way of addressing past pain and pain, uh, past issues by inviting Jesus into the, the memory of your hmm. experience to have Jesus heal you hmm. in that experience. So I was at this time also still really struggling with my faith, trying to be like, I, I don't know how to pray. And so to be involved in a, a kind of a way of dealing with my mental health through prayer that I had a hard time with it, it really, I ended up leaving feeling mm-hmm so so much worse Mm. and then i didn't go back to therapy for like another four or five years because of that and during that period of time i just got significantly worse and i didn't take any medication i i think i tried once and and i didn't like it and so i didn't try anything again and so i suffered for like five years trying some more holistic things and I got steadily worse until I reached a point where I was having panic attacks at work and couldn't function. I was calling off work because I couldn't barely uh, come to work without freaking out and and so I ended up going into therapy, getting on some medication, finding the right medication and feeling somewhat normal for Mm. the first time in a long time and I know for some people medication is something they would prefer to avoid and I wanted to avoid it as well feeling like I don't want this to be I don't want this to be the only solution I want to try and find ways to navigate this without drugs but at the same time nothing I was doing was working and I wanted to be I wanted to be able to function and be okay. Yeah. And and so for me that was medication and I needed it because mm. I was an absolute mess. And so for the past 5 years or so now, um my panic attacks and anxiety have steadily decreased and I'm not as much of a mess as I as I was. Mm. And so but but the other other key component of that is finding the right medication is important, mm-hmm. but the right therapist too is yeah. super important. And finding and trying to decide like what you want to get out of it, and I don't think that was abundantly clear for me what I wanted to get out of it. Hmm. And so the therapists that I saw were ultimately not helpful, and I was not making the most clear-headed choices in that time. Hmm. And so ultimately, I left, stopped seeing one therapist, started seeing another one who is encouraging me to continue this sort of um, way of thinking that I was sort of detrimental. Hmm. And so I stopped seeing him. 
And then I didn't see anybody for, like, um, a couple years. And I am not a per. I've, I've recognized recently, this is very recent, that I've recognized that I should not be, I'm not a person who shouldn't be in therapy. Hmm. I need to always be in therapy hmm. because I need, I can't handle things on my own. I can't. I can take a medication and that can help, but I I have a thinking problem. Hmm. I have I have a way of not I can't I I have a negative self image. I don't have a baseline positive foundational sense of self-worth. So if you if I can't start from feeling good about myself, mm-hmm. I don't know how I can rationally or emotionally <laughs> make healthy choices for myself if I don't feel any sort of love towards myself. Yeah. Um so I and 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 there being in therapy too, I've I I have this desire for people to like me and that has carried over into therapy hmm. which is not helpful sure you i don't need my therapist to like me yeah. i need my therapist to help me yeah but i i have this fear of disappointing people hmm. and letting people down and i can't let that be the w- way i function I, like cuz i'm going to disappoint people right and i hate it and i hate doing it but I I need to f- make choices and uh, that are good for me and um good for my family and I don't I don't always I don't always do that because I seek validation and approval from other people hmm. and that is not always a good thing sure. when you're somebody who doesn't feel good about yeah, himself right ever um so there are times where, where I'm, I've recognized I have not given the full picture of my mental health to the people that I've seen. And, and there are some things that have come to light for me in the past couple of weeks that I'm starting to wonder if there's a bigger thing going on with me that I, I, I haven't known because I haven't really pieced all of this of these of my symptoms together. Hmm. So, I mean, I I'm I'm not one who really wants to speculate about, you know, or self-diagnose or anything, but there comes a point where it's like I want to bring this up to my therapist and be like, "Hey, this is something I'm wondering. Can mm-hmm. we look at this because there's there's no there's no winning if you are being dishonest about your mental health to yeah. your mental health provider. Sure. Yeah. Right. You're not going to win. That's not a winning, um, formula. Um, so I, you know, some of the, the symptoms that I, that I've been writing down and taking notes on are, um, are some of the main symptoms of borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and this is something that like, I, 
and seeing the symptoms all kind of laid out, I was like, this makes a little bit more sense than just like, just anxiety Mm. because that's, that's what I've thought. That's mostly what I have. That's mostly the issue. But when you piece together a lot of my other actions and ways of thinking, it's like, okay, maybe that's a little bit bigger than I, Mm. uh, recognized. So, um, that's, this is part of one of the reasons I feel like I'm glad that we had a week off Mm. last week. So I was able to kind of start addressing some of these bigger issues that I have going on. Yeah. And, um, but I'm trying to make healthier choices, be a more honest person and, um, trying to be, trying to be a better person. And I want people who are listening to feel supported by us mm-hmm. and that, you know, we're, you know, in this together and that there, there are people who can help. And, um, so yeah, felt, feel like it's kind of all I want to say on that. Yeah. I mean, I think being part of this community has like, um, re uh awaken some of the stuff that i used to feel about wait for it <laughs> there we go sorry <laughs> um healthier yeah. choices like drinking beers <laughs> cracking a cold one open um yeah just that like you know punk was such a thing that was so formative for us and having felt a little bit removed from that world for a while it's been cool to be a part of this community and connect with other punk fans and it does feel again like the the community that we had in the scene is felt um, with the way that we interact with people now. And yeah. it's really cool to kind of feel like we are sharing a lot of um, our stories with each other. It's so cool to get uh, people's stories. So thanks for sending everything in that folks have sent in. Um, and I think this is part of it. Like, I think, I, I think your honesty um, and, like frankness and vulnerability is admirable. And I think people will hear that and recognize it. And we've taken that same posture when it comes to, you know, our faith experiences and experiences with whatever family and culture and things. And, um, I think this extends to that. So yeah, we're all kind of in this together. Um, yeah. The only thing I would really add is like, I mean, I, I certainly resonate with a lot of what you were saying. I have felt at times like, I mean, I've alluded to the fact that I've spent a decent amount of time in therapy on this podcast before. Um, And there there have been plenty of times where I've thought that I had traits of what I recognize as depression or anxiety. And usually Mm -hmm. when I've talked about it with my therapist, it's like we were kind of able to name it more specifically. And usually it's more just this feeling of being overwhelmed, like being overwhelmed my wife and I both have really busy full-time jobs we got two little kids um it just feels like this constant kind of heaviness and um with the help of my therapist I was able to kind of identify she talked about this book the highly sensitive person which there's this whole kind of uh way of thinking that's grown out of that book now but really what we discovered was like a I'm super introverted which the book quiet when it came out was really like mind-blowing for me because I think a lot of 
characteristics that I thought were specific to me were just like, oh, I'm just super introverted. <laughs> so that was part of what we kind of discovered. And then also I'm highly sensitive, which makes sense that like, you just kind of take on stuff during the day that maybe some people are able to shrug off a little more easily. It just kind of right. weighs on you more. So yeah. I've been able to come up with some practices with her help of like um, meditation and breathing, which sounds so basic, but right. like a lot of the things that I've talked about with folks who've done counseling and therapy too, is like what they might be saying to you might not sound like mind blowing, but you wouldn't have gotten to that conclusion without their help. And so mm -hmm. like the fact that she's told me, identify the parts of the day where you feel most stressed out and just take the time to breathe and recognize that and like rest your hands on mm -hmm. your knees mm -hmm. and close your eyes. Like it's crazy how much that helps kind yeah. of centering yourself. So that's all to say, like, I have felt similar things too. I'm sure folks listening do too. And, and like we always say, I think we want to talk about things that people care about and resonate with. So if this does for you and you have thoughts, feel free to share them. If you want us to talk about other things, feel free to share those. So yeah, thanks yeah. for getting into that. Yeah. And, you know, I, one other thing I want to mention is, because I, I don't, I don't want there to be a stigma with, with this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So part of one of my, my symptoms for me is, um, suicidal ideation. Mm. And so this, and this is sort of like on the spectrum of like, you know, some people harm themselves. Mm -hmm. Some people think about um, killing themselves. I mean, it's, it's actually very common for people to have suicidal thoughts, mm -hmm. but, um, if you are frequently feeling that, um, there is a number, a national, um, hotline, a lifeline to call. And I would just want to put that out there. 1-800-273-8255. And, there are people to to talk to and when things feel hopeless um because i have certainly i have certainly been there mm -hmm. um so and we we love you guys appreciate you all listening mm -hmm. um and to transition from that <laughs> another another hard another, left turn another yeah. hard transition but john did allude to people kind of sharing mm -hmm. their stories, sharing their kind of the stuff that they, uh, that they, their music. That's one thing that we've been getting. We've been getting more and more music. It's so awesome. And <laughs> thank you guys. It's, Please it's keep really, sending it's it. really great. So, um, from our boy, CJ Funk, mm -hmm. uh, he sent us an email saying, um, Hey guys, just listening to the Seeker Weapon episode. It's a gooder. <laughs> I'm one that loves all the discussions surrounding religion, how it all fits into our history as um, parentheses, former Christians and MXP, MXPX fans. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. So thank you. We yeah, appreciate thanks, hearing that. And he goes on to say, I also love the sharing going on of high school music yes. that may embarrass us. Yes. I have lots. 
This track is from my band from high school. We recorded it in my basement back in 2012 called Plague of Humanity. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Which now hearing that title sounds like we were anti-human, <laughs> but it was supposed to refer to sin. Mm-hmm. I actually still like this song, but the lyrics are painful to hear again. And here are some of the <laughs> lyrics for everybody. Look for an answer. Look towards heaven. We can't do anything on our own strength. When we all surrender our lives to him, then this plague will finally end. And and he editorializes. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, we were out on out there on a mission using punk rock to preach and save lives. Mm-hmm. If you ever do a show on 2002 era again, maybe 10 years and running, feel free to share this tune. Um, don't worry. <laughs> right now. We're going to share this shit right now. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. And so the the name of the band he didn't which he didn't mention in the email is Chinese hardware. Sure. So uh, we will. This is Plague of Humanity, circa 2002, by Chinese hardware. a problem i think this is for high school chinese hardware chinese hardware legit legit they would have co co co-headlined with tiger jack back hell yeah man i I want all these reunions i want a massive (laughs) hashtag the people demand it magnified pod reunion yeah yeah. (laughs) we'll do we'll do a mag fest yes i Uh, i think that the new cornerstone yes (laughs) we're bringing we're bringing it back people we're gonna we're gonna make magnified fest, oh, magnifest. Yes. Mag. No. We'll we'll work on the name. Yeah. We'll get there, and but and all of the all of the drinks will be uh, <laughs> supplied by Anchor Valley wine. Obviously. Just nothing but just nothing but wine. You want you want a beer? Go to another music festival. Well, we have only Pinot Gris. <laughs> we might sell secret weapon beer in the uh, back or something. That's like that. yeah. That's that's for the the true fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for, for that. That was, that was such an awesome, an awesome song. Uh, and we also got an awesome email 
from Jen Mandigo, and she says, Hey guys, I've loved listening to your podcast. Disclaimer, I haven't listened to all the episodes yet, but I'm working on it. Nobody has. (laughs) Nobody has. My wife has listened to one. My wife has listened. The only time my wife has listened to (laughs) any... when she was in the room. (laughs) When she... Yeah, when she was in the room when we were recording or when I was, like, playing one, I wanted to play it in the car to, like, hear how it sounded. When she was forced to. When she was, she was absolutely forced to listen to it. She had nowhere to go. So, but anyway, we appreciate you making the effort because yeah, it's, a, it's a slog. Um, but she says... Before Everything and After is my favorite album, so obviously wow. you're on my shit list now. <laughs> and she said, I was lucky enough to grow up in the Seattle area area, and to find MXPX around the time of teenage politics. So great. Perfect. Perfect time to discover them because mm-hmm. um, I, I discovered them just maybe a couple years after that, but it's a beautiful time. I'm close in age to you guys, born in 82, so I was in my prime teenage years when a lot of MXPX stuff was happening. I saw Arthur play many times, tumble down many times, seen Mike do solo shows many times. You get the idea. I was also a very conservatively raised Christian kid. I actually heard MXPX for the first time because they were a favorite band of a guy I had a crush on in youth group. (laughs) Been there. The best sentence ever. (laughs) Yes. Oh God, youth group, man! I there were if I had, I was I was. Do you remember? Do you remember Homestar Runner? Uh, of and, course. And Teen Girl Squad. Uh huh. You know the the one who <laughs> I have a crush on every, every boy. boy. Uh-huh. I was I was that way except <laughs> I have with a girls. Crush on every youth group girl. I, I have a crush on every youth yeah, group girl. That sounds accurate. That was me. Um. So she she goes on to say. Uh, it's been really amazing for me to watch Mike's faith slash Christianity grow and change over the years as his growth has mirrored mine in a lot of ways. Hmm. While I still consider myself Christian, what my faith looks like at 35 is incredibly different than it was at 15 or 25. Same-sies, same-sies, same-sies. <laughs> yeah. uh, that resonates very much with both of us. I'm going to speak for John. Um, yes. she, she says, I have so many memories and ideas that come to mind while I listen to your podcast. I've met many incredible people who have become close friends because of MXPX, my husband included, and I have such a special place in my heart for them. Attached are some really embarrassing photos oh, man. and a few normal ones from my many years of MXPX fandom. The last one is Mike playing at my first wedding. What? Damn shame I got divorced. Winky. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Jen. Wow. I need thank, to see this. Thank you. So this looks like Mike playing. Amazing. Uh, he's playing, uh, looks like a Gibson Les Paul in a collared shirt. Um, wedding what, attire. What, it looks like wedding attire. Um, <laughs> this is a picture of MXPX fam club members on poster board with uh, Jen and some other unnamed person with Yuri right in the middle looking stunned and amazing. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, 
and some sort of MXPX art uh, of the Panic logo. Very cool. That, that she created. <laughs> a happy 17th birthday, Jen. Oh, man. Uh, poking at you, punk. Skateboarding cake. It's so it's, great. I'm not sure, uh, but, but it says MXPX. MXPX left coast punk. That's, I wish I would have been. I cool mean, enough to, yeah, to think of that. Have, yeah. That was, that's, that's a really rad cake. <laughs> so so we, uh, I know Jen posted a lot of pics today, but we might need to get some of these posted with her permission because these are so, so rad. And here she is standing next to uh, Mike in some sort of nondescript room. <laughs> Neither of them are smiling. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm, I can't read what the sticker says that she's wearing, but uh, they're just it's sort like of... Backstage pass or Maybe something. backstage pass at some, yeah, maybe they're just hanging at... Ikea. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's, it looks It looks like some nondescript office, <laughs> hanging blinds, white walls, mm-hmm. corner lamp. Um Another picture with Mike, uh, who is also still not smiling, and looks like, from what I can see, she's making half a heart with one side of her hand. I think it might be like claws. You think? <laughs> I don't know. Like she's like she's doing, <laughs> <laughs> or like she's doing the heart, and she was hoping Mike would do the other half, and he's Maybe. just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what it looks like. I don't know. Maybe we'll need to get her to confirm. Uh, picture of the. MXPX Reliant K Marquee, her with the band. Um, she's looking positively shocked in the image here. Uh, and then the last picture of Mike playing at the wedding. And so cool. He's got a. He's at the podium with the Ichthus. Oh man. Hanging, hanging off the front. My tattoo. Your tat, but it's it not a fish. Not a fish. It's but... Ichthus in the cross. Yep. Um, so Jen, thank you so much for these. Uh, I hope my amazing description of the pictures, um, um, everybody appreciates, but we'll try and I want to get some of these posted yeah, for if, sure. if Jen is, if she, Jen is into that. Yeah. She also sent us uh, like her holding the teen study Bible. <laughs> this is like episode one. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> yep. we talked about this. We talked about how it compared uh, sex to a ham sandwich. And I was like, if anybody's got it and we did get one uh, text or, or, or message about it, but it was like a, from a blog post. That yeah. was this is Jen is holding the actual, the actual physical teen study Bible in all its nineties design. Oh, glory. And the, n- the, <laughs> I I made a comment on there about how atrocious that layout is. <laughs> there's a it's, lot going. There's on. so much. It's so it's busy. Triangles. There's. It's all geometric. That's like it's that's like, the '90s, right? Like, but like, also, can you read read this part right here on the side? What what God? What it says about um, how God created sex? God invented sex. He designed the hormones that trigger your desires. He designed every nerve ending that magnifies pleasure and plaid. Sex <laughs> isn't wrong. Sex is good. A gift from a God who loves you. Um, I can't imagine there being anything else in there that would have the world's biggest footnote. Because, like, if you just left it at death, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. perfect. That's great. Oh, cool. <laughs> but, but here are all of the rules and everything that tells you why you shouldn't, when you should and shouldn't, 
what you can and can't do, who can and cannot have sex. There these, are just uh, so many stipulations. All these themes of this Bible are screaming back to me now. It says sex in big letters and then alternate definition. Another fun thing mean adults tell teenagers to keep away from, which is like what they is, have these alternate definitions throughout. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Jen, so much for yeah. all of this. It is truly amazing. It is super uh, amazing. And uh, last submission that we we got is from our boy Daniel Sterrett, who hooked us yeah, up. Thanks, Daniel. With some a bunch of uh, MXPX. Uh, demos and rarities. Uh, rarities and stuff, but the stuff that I want to play right now, <laughs> uh, it bring it brings me so much joy. They I don't know exactly where these came from, but they are MIDI versions. That is M I D I versions of MXPX related songs, and if you're not familiar with what MIDI songs sound like, let me give you a little taste and you can um, experience it for yourself. What's the deal with Chick Magnet? <laughs> Come on! Is he a Chick Magnet or is he not? What's, that's what's going on? That was better than mine. <laughs> so great. Oh god. It makes me it makes me so happy. So it's it it basically sounds like 8-bit yeah. music. Just I don't know what the the definition of what what a MIDI what a MIDI is, but it's this it, that's that's pretty much a MIDI in a nutshell. So I thought it's an acronym, an, an acronym? acronym that stands for Musical Instrument Digital Interface. Okay, there we go. Uh, I also found an Angel Fire page devoted to MXPX minis. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 might be one of the most '90s sentences we've ever said. <laughs> and we've the, said a lot of them. <laughs> an Angel Fire. How many how many like low res gifs are? <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, Un, sadly not as many all as it says hope. is mxpx midi yeah, at the top yeah tough. okay so what i thought would be fun john yes is to play some mxpx midis and see if you could guess uh what what song it is test your might get ready are you ready I'm ready let's do it <laughs> punk rock show obviously <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite is the count off at the beginning. So if you didn't, if you didn't, just let's let's listen to that again. <laughs> so great! So I'm so happy this is in my life. Okay, thank you, Daniel. So okay, that you're one for one. Okay. Shoot. Oh, wait. Americanism. Yeah? Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. So great. All right. Let's move on to... Oh, this one. We have to play. Oh, man. 
Wait, we just did this one. <laughs> oh, wait. Bad hair day. Yeah, there yeah. it is. It took me a while. I thought it was like a, a more poppy recent one at first for some reason. That wow. one actually sounds pretty good. Um, Should we do one more? Yeah, let's do... I'll try and I want to try and throw you, throw you for a loop here. Um, Ooh. Downfall of Western civilization. There it is. I gotta hear this. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So ridiculous. Dude, come <laughs> this slaps. So great. Okay, so these are these are there's there's so many of these. I have forty of these. I, I'm gonna listen to this <laughs> so, so much. We need to listen to all of them all the time. So Daniel, thank you, thank you so much. We really appreciate. Any people keep if you have anything that you want us to yeah. uh, talk about on the show, pictures, songs, please keep sending them our way. We love it so much, and yeah. we really really appreciate it. Um, all right, John, is there anything left before we take a break and, and move on to the uh, Plants Within Plants discussion? Let's see. Are we are we saving your songs for the next segment? Do we want to hear any of those? Oh, Do we want yeah. to save those? For... Okay, we'll do, sure. We'll do one of my circa maybe 2012. Yeah. Um, this was actually... Maybe maybe it was around. So this was this is a song that um it definitely fell between um Secret Weapon and Plans when I wrote it. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. But it's a song called Will I Be and it it was you can tell with the lyrics that I was in the throes of trying to understand my my faith, like what I believed at the moment, because mm-hmm. the whole I, the whole concept of the song is, when I die, will I be? Will I exist someplace, mm-hmm. or is that it? And so this is sort of the beginning of my wrestling with my mortality and sort of the existential parts of mm-hmm. being. So. Ooh. Like it. Oh, yeah. Look at that soaring guitar in the back. This is awesome. Losing all of 
Sounds great. It's really good, man. It's uh, it's harmonious. Come on. Yeah. Ugh. It was a clearly I was in I was in a full blown faith crisis. Yeah, but, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Was that was that on a particular record? No, that was just me and Garage Band. Wow, those weren't actual instruments. I mean, I mean the guitar. Right, the, the guitar, drums. The the drum loops. I thought the I thought the drums were real on that. Yeah, that's you fooled me. I fooled you, sucker. <laughs> Well, so that's, that song is great. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's Will I Be, and I guess I still don't have an answer to the question. Yeah. Mm. My my guess is no, but <laughs> yeah. who knows? Who knows indeed. So, a very uh, heavy and weird and light <laughs> first half of the show. I mean, yeah. We we are all encompassing on this pod. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we're going to take a break, and mm-hmm. then when we come back, we're going to go track by track yeah. of Plans Within Plans. Boom. Boom. And we're back, mm-hmm. and this is the album we're living for. That's right. I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Whatever. Uh, we're talking Plans Within Plans, mm-hmm. the 2012 release. This was a solid five years yeah. between Secret Weapon and Plans Within Plans. Yep. Uh, and... They're also the, this would be the fourth label they would be on. Per, yeah, I guess so, so it would be, because if it was um, A&M with Before Everything and After, mm-hmm. and then for Panic, it was Side One Dummy, mm-hmm. Secret Weapon, it was Tooth and Nail, yep. and then this was Rock City. Rock City. So four albums, four labels. Yep. Which... Yeah. I mean, so Rock City is them. Yes. Self-produced. Self-produced. And I guess the well, only... Well, sort I of. mean, produced by Steve Edgerton. He's back behind the boards. Uh, he makes and mastered it for sure, right? Yeah. Um, our buddy from Panic. Our, yeah. Our, he plays on some songs as well. Yeah. Um, 
but the, so is I mean Rock City still exists I think like is it just that the new record is not Rock City because they did it through Kickstarter like does that prevent them from being able to call it a Rock City release that's because yeah on the 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 new album it's MXPX Global Enterprises which I think they set up just for Kickstarter stuff maybe yeah so, so I, I don't, don't know, know if this is where where the new album but John we're Getting, getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting six years ahead of ourselves. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, this was the most recent MXPX album until a month ago. So. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that is true. So, yeah, so this this album um, was pretty much... Um, it, so here's another thing. We went from a nearly 50-minute MXPX album mm-hmm. with Secret Weapon slashed it by 15 minutes uh, almost. And it feels great. A 35 minute, 18 second record. It's way to do so it. So this was, before the new album, the, the shortest, shortest huh. full length. Is it bad if I say they could still probably stand to lose a couple? <laughs> no, no, I think... There are no songs that I dislike on this record for what it's worth. Yeah. But I feel like the new album is like, mwah, Yeah, there's length. no, there's, there's no riffraff. Yeah. There's no, it's, this... I, I do think um, they there are two they could this could be an eleven track song uh, yes. eleven track album yep. and I think they they did a a really solid correction between uh, Secret Weapon mm-hmm. and Plans yeah I I think that album Secret Weapon was bloated yeah and this one they're like. Um, it, 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 the, the production on this record, it couldn't be more different than, it just was like, this is, this is back to basics, punk rock. This is not, this is not your Aaron Sprinkle record with throwing in trumpet and piano (laughs) and, and, you know, excessive background vocals and, and soaring stuff. It's, it's the first in a while, like. I love Panic, yeah. but even Panic does feel produced a yeah. little bit. This is the first in a while that's really sounded like them, like yeah. and classic MXPX. Yes. And this, from Plans to the new self-titled album, mm-hmm. it it's not a huge leap No, in, in terms of style, yeah. sound, songwriting. Yeah. Um, I f- yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like the what we talked a lot about with the new record is that it sounds like a mature MXPX. Like, that's what we were hoping they yeah. would be. And I feel like that is here as well. It sounds yeah. like what a mature MXPX should sound like to me. Well, yes. If, if you think, so 2007 and 2012, yeah. a solid five years of Mike growing mm-hmm. and maturing still, because even... In his for even for a secret weapon, we're talking late twenties, early thirties right. for a secret weapon, and now being solidly in his mid thirties, mm-hmm. things change in your thirties. Yep, there's a huge shift in yep. mature. Like I felt it almost immediately when I turned thirty. Yeah, that there was like a seismic shift in how I was thinking about life. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of I kind of see. I kind of see that in the in the writing on this album. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do too much between 
those records either, as far as I can tell. I mean, we were talking about, they did this cover of Johnny Cash's Hey Porter for this all-punk tribute to Johnny Cash, which right. is okay. Um, you know, they did, they did the, you know, on the cover two. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, punk Rock Christmas, which was the compilation of, yeah, like... collection. The, the collection of those Christmas songs that they'd been releasing. Um, when was Left Coast Live? Left Coast Live was, like, After uh, last year. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they... So, on the cover, too, I would say would be the most prominent... Yeah, yeah. ...that thing that they released. Which we'll get to. Which we'll get to, yeah. We're, we... Uh, John, so, I feel like now... I'm going to preemptively say this before we get to the end of the episode, Mm -hmm. just because I want people to feel, to get excited Mm -hmm. because we posted that we're not going to be doing uh, the new album after this, which in order that it would be the next album. Sure. However, it is just too fresh. It's too new. And we also don't have... Our vinyl. Yeah. We don't have, like, we gotta that's have the part, full experience. We have to have the full experience. We need the little plush we on need, our shoulder. I while need we're listening. my poking at you punk sitting here. So, looking at us. Yeah. Looking at me, uh, judging me probably. <laughs> but so, yes, we have the CD, but it's, it's too new of an album for me to mm-hmm. fully digest it and appreciate it uh, in such a short period of time. And I want to do it justice. Yeah. I, you know, we did our first impressions, which was, uh, not, you know, that's not our, we, I, we, I just feel like we need to sit with it for a little bit longer. Yeah. Wait till we get our Kickstarter stuff and then we will, we will address it. Mm-hmm. However, we put out in the MXPX sphere, um, uh, <laughs> listeners asking them, what should we do next? If, since we're not going to be doing the new album, what would they like us to do? The resounding response, <laughs> overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly was "Let it happen." Understandable. Understandable. So we will be doing "Let it happen." Yeah. Next, as our next episode after plans. So get excited about that. Yeah. We so we haven't decided how we're going to go about that. Uh, because it's a lot of tracks. <laughs> a lot of tracks, and a top three. Yeah. Would be criminal, wow. in my opinion. So I'm, I've been thinking, what about like a top five? Okay. Would five songs sure. be fair? I mean, yeah. But the, it's criminal for teenage politics and life in general for me too. Yeah, that's, that's true. Tough. Are we are we going to be brutal? Are we going <laughs> to are we going to make it three songs uh, and we, let it happen? We'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of tracks. Maybe five is okay. I think. Yeah, because... can make an exception. These aren't the LPs anymore. We're in an, an strange, yeah, unknown territory we can, here. we can do whatever we want. Yeah. But, yeah, a a 32-track... Because also, with, with Let It Happen, they did the deluxe edition with new right, songs. Right, right. So there's there's a lot. There's a lot. So, but anyway, yep. that's that's next. But we we need to... Let's get back on course here. Let's do it. We're talking, we're talking plans. Mm-hmm. And... So, John, when did you, what was going on with you in 2012? 2012. 2000, what was, what was? I was still working in higher ed, as I've alluded to in previous at, episodes. Uh, in, at North Park at this point? Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, 
there were some records that came out that year that I liked, but I feel like, I don't know if this is because I'm old now, but the last couple episodes we've done have been like 2007, I don't know, like 2012, like there was stuff, but they didn't feel like monumental years, like when I was younger. Um, sure. But, but uh, they, I mean, Good Kid Mad City came yeah, out. It did. So Channel did. Orange yeah, by Frank, Frank Ocean. Ocean. That album is uh, it's real good. Celebration Rock by Japan Droids. Oh yeah, that is a good record. That is a solid ass record. Um, records by Purity Ring and Crystal Castles and Beach House, Grimes. If you're on Apple, I liked all those a lot. So yeah, there's plenty of good stuff going on. But yeah, it's just, maybe it's just because I'm older. But it didn't feel like 2012 was. I mean, Obama got reelected. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I remember. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Um, 2012 was, um, I was at Whole Foods. That's where I was working mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and it was also the sort of the me reaching rock bottom with right. my mental health. So I was so stressed. I was in a band. I was in a band, uh, called the Peekaboos. At, at the time and we were recording a record I was uh, a team leader for uh, a team at Whole Foods Market I was wrestling with my mental health and trying to navigate that with my marriage it was not a solid a solid time yeah. for me um, but so I don't want to want to belabor that since we talked about sure. plenty of mental health stuff in the first the first half. Yeah. But um, so when I think about that's when I think about 2012, that's mm-hmm. um, how I how I think about that. it's kind of like just the fog over that year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember being in the studio the night Obama was reelected. Mm. Because um, we were working on recording uh, the album with the Peekaboos, and which you can listen to on uh, Spotify. Yeah. Shout out! Uh, shout out to the Peekaboos. No longer the Peekaboos. They had to. The band had to change their name because of another uh, another band. I think another international band named the Peekaboos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are now called Lollygagger. So check them out. But you can listen to um, the album I, I recorded that I played bass on, it's called Stay Positive, which I was not at the time. It was very, things were very negative. Mm. Um, so that, that was me in 2012. Yeah. Um, but this, this album, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't on my radar. No. I, this slipped by me because yeah. you know the last album that i purchased was secret weapon and then mm-hmm. i think that album left me feeling sort of like yeah Meh. and i and then it was like five years and then nothing came out so i think i just had lost mm-hmm. lost track of the band at that point yeah yeah this was not on my radar at all until a couple months ago and yeah. like i said i'm i'm very grateful to this project for bringing panic into my life which is now one of my favorite mxpx records yeah and this one, I really like this album yeah. a lot, so I'm really glad to have it in my life as well. Yeah. Um, so in my search in recent months for procuring MXPX vinyl, I, I've only been able to come by two of the records, uh, Plans being one of them and Panic being the other. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of the other ones are exorbitantly expensive. I I just can't at this point shell out hundreds of dollars for yeah. a single record. So. See our episode with Jason Hockney's I went for more on that subject. <laughs> yeah, for more for more on why can't bands just re-release albums right. on vinyl. Complicated. Get into that. It's it's complicated. But so this is one thing I noticed on this record that I only noticed recently because I got the new MXPX album, the CD. Mm-hmm. I pre-ordered it. And just kind of looking through the the liner notes on the new album, you know, they got Chris Adkins on there for the first time, which mm-hmm. is awesome. But I noticed um, on the, it says performed by, and Yuri gets top billing. Oh. And I was like, and that got me thinking, that's, has Yuri ever gotten top billing before? <laughs> that that was kind of surprising to me. Yeah. So I went back through the records to see and Yuri gets top billing on plans. Fascinating. Um, and this, so plans was though, was the actually, actually the first album mm-hmm. in the bands. At, so at this point that would have been their 20 year history of being mm-hmm. a band that Yuri got any top billing huh. plans was the first time that he was first listed first. Is it just like they felt like it was time to properly honor him? I don't know. I mean, I feel like Tom has been listed first. Mike had been obviously listed first. Um, maybe but they also, like rock, paper, scissors, every record. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know how that's determined, but also when you look at the, some of the, the images in the, like the gatefold, mm-hmm. um, for the vinyl and also within the, the CD book, the booklet, they're wearing shirts that have Yuri's <laughs> face on it that says legend. So great. So, I mean, those are amazing shirts, yeah. but I don't know how you can call him a legend and then not, <laughs> not give him, him top billing. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's part of it. But yeah, I, I, so I started going through and just like looking at how the band is interesting. The band is broken down. Uh, so yeah, I, that's a weird thing. Like I don't know how that's determined. Yeah. Especially since some of what I heard uh, was it with our our episode with um, Daniel Leary from MXPX Memes. Was he the one that told us that this was sort of like a Mike yeah. solo project of sorts? Yeah. That he just wrote a lot of the songs or all all the songs and then right. had the guys come in. Less less collaborative than the new record, certainly, yeah. sounded like. Um, and this is something else that's interesting between the CD booklet uh, for Plans and the, and the vinyl is it has this note written by Mike about the record that's not included hmm. in, in the CD booklet. And it says... I struggled with this album title for a long time. I've been recording this album between tours and booking tours, studio sessions, trying to live and trying to live somewhat of a normal life. Life got in the way of that. Plans within plans was the only way I could describe all the mayhem that was going on behind the scenes of putting 
this collection of brand new songs together. I was and still am literally flying off the rails trying to juggle all of that all the jobs that I need uh, that need doing to keep this ship afloat. I'm the captain going down. I'm with the captain now. I think that's what he's referencing. Yes, he was. He was talking about the the Tom Hanks, uh-huh. the Tom Hanks movie. Yep. yep. Um, I'm. He's got his fingers pointed <laughs> at his eyes. Mm-hmm. He says, "I'm the captain going down with the ship, but just maybe we'll make it to land before we all drown." Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it takes a uh, takes a dark turn there at the end. <laughs> I mean, the record doesn't shy away from the darkness. No, there's. This is. This is. This, there's some songs on here that I feel like have a panic era yeah. sound. Yeah. A panic era sort of thematic themes. Yeah, I felt like, I mean, the way we kind of talked about it before was panic was kind of like, shit is dark and we're uh-huh. going to live in it. Yep. And then Secret Weapon was kind of like, yeah, things are dark, but like, you can do it. Like, we got <laughs> right. this. And this record kind of feels like a continuation. Self-actualization right. was the term we used a lot this one definitely i mean it feels pretty positive overall in its outlook and stuff and yeah. kind of looking back on the years like we talked about um the new album kind of does that too continuation of that but like there's it does, some nostalgia yeah for sure um but yeah it kind of feels like we're up against the darkness um and sometimes that's all there is and sometimes it's like a but we can get through it so yeah it's an interesting kind of tension there yeah uh, so this was produced and recorded at Monkey Trench. Mm-hmm. So we we mentioned it, but it was released um, on Rock City. But this is this was done at the Monkey Trench Studios in Bremerton. It was produced and engineered by Mike, but mixed and mastered by Steve Edgerton. So back on the boards. Yeah. Um, the last time uh, Steve was with the band. It was on Panic mm-hmm. with our boy Gavi Mac, mm-hmm. and so he's returned. And I'm glad. I'm glad. This is. This was. This was sort of like um, how that that feeling after um, the ever passing moment, going into before everything and after, and then Panic. Yeah. This is this album feels yeah. like panic after before everything and after. Yeah. It just feels like oh, this feels yeah. like a a refreshing return to form. Right. And yeah. it's yeah. interesting to go from before everything to panic and then from secret secret up into this. It is kind of like a zigzagging yeah. up and down. <laughs> yeah. Um and it's also the third album that we have uh, Seth Roberts. Mm-hmm. Seth Roberts has been on um, Seth Roberts from Watashiwa, and he was he did the layout with Panic. I think he contributed. He also contributed. I think some um, some vocals on Secret Weapon, mm-hmm. and he's back doing some engineering, and I think some also album design and mm-hmm. layout which is cool which is cool I like yeah the design I, on this, this is um is, is as far as the non poking at you punk mm-hmm. yeah album covers yeah 
This is one of my favorites. I think this is, again, going back to Secret Weapon, how we, on that episode, we talked about having dudes from the band on the right. front of the record. Looking at the camera. Looking, look, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. It just was like cheese. Yeah. This album strips the cheese. <laughs> Strip, so the, the strip that cheese, shave off that cheese. Just get out just that grater on this record. Just get that grater, shave that cheese, and but they look badass. Yeah, they look cool on on the front. Um, so I'm I'm all about I'm all about that cover. The the coloring, mm-hmm. the the sort of faded mm-hmm. sort of like it Much just like it just youth. it just looks great. Yep. I'm into it. Super into it. Yep. Cool um, dudes. Yeah. Cool, mature dudes. Yep. So, um, was there any anything else you want to talk about before we get? I was just. I mean, it seems like this was pretty well received by fans, by fans and by Mm -hmm. critics. I think Um, number twenty three on Billboard's Christian chart. Oh. Which is not as high as I've charted before, and I don't think it ranked at all on the regular chart. No, I think, I think when you when you self produce (laughs) that you're not going to get, yeah. I mean, you don't have the, the machine behind you pushing you, but you, you see what happens when you get a machine behind you, you get a lot of interference. Dove awards. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you get. A ton of dove awards. (laughs) And, you know, you get to get to rub, rub elbows with people like, uh, Michael W. Smith and Stephen right. Curtis Chapman. Yep. Has anybody said <laughs> Stephen Curtis Chapman's name in the past 20 years? Man, I don't know. He might be Is, releasing great stuff, and we just don't know. We don't know. Hey, uh, at me, Stephen Curtis Chapman. I may be interviewing Amy Grant for the magazine I work for. No, you're not. <laughs> I may be. <laughs> you may be? Well, are, you, are you alluding to the fact that you are, or are you saying it's not determined it, yet? It's not, uh, it's not finalized yet, but she's got some Christmas content coming out. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so she's still kicking. I know that much. She played at the Wild Goose Festival. Um, what is she? So she's releasing another Christmas album. Well, it's a, it's a lifetime, not lifetime, Hallmark, which uh, <laughs> they've got a Christmas special coming out. Did you know Hallmark during Christmas time is the number one channel on television? They get more viewers than anything else. Um, um, I know I this would, from working with their PR people trying to set up this Amy Grant interview. <laughs> I would, I would assume that that would be uh, TNT. Because they play a Christmas story twenty four oh, TBS, right? I thought it was TNT. I think they're kind of the same thing. But I'm pretty sure it's on TBS. <laughs> Is it? Yep. Uh, I also remember um in the nineties when they started doing that, or like early two thousands, they had this little like ska uh Christmas song and their promos for it was like twenty four hours of a Christmas story and it was like <laughs> I just had this flashback to that. A little trombone. Yep. Got a little, anyway. <laughs> We're getting derailed pick here. Pick it up. So we're Let's talking. We're, we're talking <laughs> Amy the... Grant. We're talking Christmas Story. Yep. This is as we always do. As we do for our episodes on MXPX. <laughs> yep. Okay. Let's so, do this. Okay. Let's do. We're gonna do track by track mm-hmm. of this very brief thirty-five minute record. Yeah. Uh, track one, Aces Up.
Dude. Great first song. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm into it. We've talked a lot about great album openers. Yep. Usually MXPX is good about pulling that off, and uh, I think they definitely do here. Yep. I I really like this song. It is not in my top three. Me neither. Um, me neither. Either. <laughs> me either. You don't you don't know me neither. <laughs> but it is real good. It is really good. It was. It's uh, it's one of the it it addresses kind of the first in the series of um, talking about. Um, some darkness darkness yeah he the second the second verse says the youngest brightest minds can't figure out the cause of our incurable unhappiness and all our flaws see this that's how you poetically refer to the age that we're living in yeah compared to secret weapon yeah it's like throw away your cell phone like yeah this feels like a a poetic way to describe that phenomenon. Anyway, continue. No, no, I, I 100% agree that it's, it's sort of, it's sort of like the, the now hack bit of, well, you're telling me they can send a man to the moon, but they can't do X, Y, or Z. (laughs) And this is, this is his way of being like, we have accomplished so yep. much and there are just some very basic fundamental things of like we we fuck up all the time and we're we should be happy but we're not happy right and uh and this this song really resonates with me especially yeah. the you know he says it's he's using the poker metaphor the cards metaphor about mm-hmm. Um, cause life don't just deal aces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to bluff sometimes. Yeah. And that's way of saying like, no one said life was going to be fair. There's right. life isn't fair. And, and I think one of the, the, a lot of people our age in their, especially in their early thirties, uh, coming to this realization that, you know, growing up, we thought, oh, man, adults get to have all the fun. They, right. they can do whatever, whatever they want yeah. and have this idea that, like, adults have an idea of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Right. I, I don't. I'm f- making it up as I go along. Mm-hmm. And this idea of, like, you have to bluff sometimes, you just fake it till you make it. Yeah. That's literally me in most situations. <laughs> right. With any job I'm at, I'm like, I am, like, this close to feeling like... <laughs> Like, what's it? What's that called? Like, when you like, you feel like you're a fraud. That what's it? There's like this imposter syndrome. Yeah, imposter syndrome. Like you feel like you don't, Uh you don't deserve something because you feel like you're gonna, you're just an imposter. And but I feel like a lot of people our age wrestle with that that kind of a concept. Mm -hmm. But sorry, what were you were gonna say? Something? Uh, I I was gonna say it was the second single. Which makes sense. Oh, we should talk um, about the music video. We should talk about the video. It's a uh, cool video. We're back to cool videos. We're back to cool videos. Uh, it's, it is, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's a throwback. There They're, are parts of it that are cool. There are <laughs> parts of it. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. So yeah, the projection <laughs> yeah. on the sides of buildings and. So they're kind of like 
going along on a truck and stuff and then projected onto the side as they go is like Mike and the band playing. Yeah. Which is kind of, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But it also is very reminiscent of move to Bremerton. Yeah. Where they're just like just a few goofs, a couple around. dudes walking around. They're on a ferry, pushing each other in shopping carts, <laughs> and and I think that's that. Might, I don't know if it's like a winky wink sort of thing, <laughs> I think but it like because be. they're like dudes, you know, standing outside of buildings, being like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> laughing, they and they're like chasing each other. Too old to be chasing each other on rooftops. <laughs> yes, um, they're they're. Yeah, even... Like, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, I mean, we were saying, like, they were our age now when they did it, yeah. and I'm too old to run around a rooftop, so... <laughs> yeah, it, it because it's also... I can also imagine imagine it being like, you know, all right, all right guys, you know, just, like, run across a little bit, and just, yeah. like... Um, and this is... Because this was produced and directed by our boy Brian Bouchelt, who did... Uh, Let's Ride. He did the Let's Ride music video um, for the new album, which is a perfect music video, and I love it so much. Yep, So um, He also did the Far Away video, which I think is also awesome. Yep. So I'm wondering if this might be their kind of their first their first workings with uh, with Brian, but I think um, I think this is a really an overall aside from the 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 chasing each other. On a rooftops, I think this is kind of a... I mean, I'll take chasing each other over, like, weird low-angle <laughs> gestures and stuff as we got on the throwing, last go-around. Throwing away your cell phone. Yeah, I'll take this Smashing sure. all the instruments. It's fun to just see them, like, they're buds. They're still... Yeah, they're, they're still, still bro. They're still yeah. broing out. Yeah, just broing out all over the place. Yeah. Um, so, uh, John, you were, you were referring earlier to a sort of a poetic way of... <laughs> discussing kind of where we are mm-hmm. in the world um this might not be the same This is this is an on the nose. Yes, kind it of feels song. like secret weapon to me. Yeah, like it's kind of like what I said about contention, which yeah. is a song I like, but like I feel like I should like Screw Loose a lot. Yeah, but it feels kind of cheesy. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's it's. I don't dislike it. it just, no, I don't. I like I don't, the hardcore elements, but yeah, it's too it's too on the nose. It's yeah. too like. I want to talk about something related to mental health, but like, all right, I'm crazy. I want to punch things. Right. Strap me down. I mean, it's, I like that it's like a minute and it's hardcore and it's like, yeah. that's, that feels okay. Yeah. But. I can hang with, I can hang with a minute seven. Yeah. I think this was a single too, because the, it was released on a, they had right. like a vinyl, yep. like seven inch release of it. That's where the B-side uh, Despise comes from, right, which right. we might listen to later. But yeah, so I don't know when it was released as a single, but I think it was one of them. Yeah. Um, 
Now let's go to nothing left. song is about um i you can't mean the the directing there there's nothing nothing left in your memories yeah has anything to do with me is it like about fans maybe um i, I couldn't quite wrap my grinding head smiles and forcing gears sort of like flipping the forcing smiles grinding gears yeah um and then I he's like, i mean I've tried and I've tried to keep you satisfied, though I may never reach the top. Every step along the climb is everything I wanted in this life because you gave your time. Um, or maybe it's about like his collaborators. I don't know. But it's an interesting one. Yeah, um, it's in my top three. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. Tell me more about why you like it. Um, I m- melodically... Yeah. And um, the, the just it's a, it's a... I love the... The pace of the song. Yeah, for sure. I I love. I, I just I I really I really like it. I don't have like a sure a huge emotional connection to it. Yeah. Um. But it definitely. I mean, it's about growing up. I think he says, "I'd never thought I'd be this old," which is also yeah. a theme on the new record, and it's yeah. clearly kind of a looking back kind of song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like it. Um, I was. Part of me was wondering if this one would be on your my top three. In your top three, I think it's a contender. There's a lot. There are a lot of songs. There, there on are. That I like a lot. Yeah, there are. I have a top five. Oh yeah. That um, songs that are not in my top three that like I could swap out. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll get to our deep dive into the new record as you were saying. But what we did say on our immediate reactions episode, or what I said, was like. It does remind me a lot of plans in certain ways, and I don't mind that because I like plans. And actually listening to it a lot, to this record a lot the last couple weeks, I was kind of like, do I like this more than the new record? And we'll get into our rankings and stuff later. But I think where I ended up is the highs of the new record feel higher to me, but there are probably overall more songs that I like on this one. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, that makes sense. There aren't a ton of songs I'm like... I unequivocally love this, which I can say about a bunch of songs on the new record, yeah. but there are, but there aren't any songs that I dislike on this one. So anyway. Yeah. There, I, I would agree with that. There are songs on here that I'm just sort of like, eh, yeah, it's okay. But right. like, I don't have, or I'm not just like, oh, this is a jam, but yeah, because this next song is a jam. Yeah, it is. And this is this is in my top five. Okay. Yeah, probably mine too. 
Baseline so much. So great. <laughs> anytime yeah, they're go ahead, sorry. No, no, go for it. I was just gonna say anytime they get in that sort of like rancid baseline, like yeah. ska oi territory, I love yeah. that brand of MXPX. Yeah. I'm I'm here for that. It it this song this song feels like panic to me. Yeah. This yeah. this song feels like it it could be what's it called? Late again. Like this sort of like sure. I don't know, just that sort of street punk, yeah. um, cow punk. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it just feels feels kind of loose and fun. It feels yeah. it feels loose and fun, and I I like it. And it also has it has some of that nostalgia uh, that we yeah um, that is on the new record and. I'm I'm into it. Yep. So we're we're uh, um, we're about a third of the way through, John. We're blowing through these. I feel like a lot of them is just like, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, I don't. Know. I that's that's the thing. Like on Secret Weapon. Yeah. I didn't have. There was like, I'm like, oh my god, can there's, we talk about this for a yeah, second? But like moments. this this one, like I'm just like, yeah, good song. Right. Good song. <laughs> yep. In the past. number one yeah it's my number two. Oh man yes it's so good it is so good yeah this i this there's no way the song wasn't on that's so so rad the yeah we should get to the uh the little the little breakdown here um i think this is steve edgerton yeah Love it. So great. It's in the past. Man. So great. Nailed I'm really it. Really into that. Nailed it. It uh yeah, the chorus is great. Yeah. But then those break offs from there that feel different are also great. When they yep. come back into it, it's like, ah oh, yeah. Yep. There's 
There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that song. It definitely kind of is still in that theme of like staying in the depressive state a little bit. Yeah. Um, like acknowledging kind of the positive attitude, but mainly staying in the dark place. Yeah. I'm one of the downcast, and I don't want this to last. <laughs> yeah. It's in the past. Yeah, so it's almost like compartmentalizing it, or I don't know. Compartmentalizing isn't realizing. We all know that. Um, <laughs> so maybe he needs to throwback. But yeah, well, I mean, he said there's comfort in the knowledge I have reconciled. Mm. So that is sort of compartmentalizing. Yeah. And again, that's like those are good lyrics. He yes. talks about himself not being a good lyricist, but this record is like yes, with mature. the exception of Screw Loose, I yeah. would say because um, so with. This is something um, I think worth uh, acknowledging on uh, the vinyl. They have they have this like little part. I think it comes after "Best of Times," the next song, because I think it then that goes to um, yeah. So after "Best of Times," it. It says this is the end of side one. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's kind of cool. It's it's sort of bizarre. What's the what's the side B opener? Side B opener is stay on your feet. Okay. That, yeah, I could see that. So yeah, but I I was gonna say uh, that side one of the record, very very solid. Oh very yeah. Very solid. Yeah. So, let's go to best of times. This could have been this. This is in my top five. Yeah, yeah. I I want to the and and this is one of those songs where you 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 live for that uh, that bridge yeah, or that that end part. What I have is I love the bridge and where it goes. Yeah, which I think is at about two twelve. Yeah. So good. So great. It's such a good payoff. Yeah, it is. It sort of feels like panic to me, not necessarily like uh, melodically, but like in the sense that I'm on board with it, but it reaches a certain point where it just transcends to the next level, and I'm like, oh, this is a great song. Yeah. It's one of those songs where I'm like, I enjoy it. But yeah. then yeah. 
But then you remember when you get to this part, uh-huh. you're like, oh, yeah. This is it. This is, this this is, is where the gang folks come this in. This is where it comes in. I'm a yeah. sucker for those. This is another one of those songs where you wonder, like, um, if he's, it, it, is, it a, is it a song about Holly? Is it a song about, because yeah. it's, um, I mean, it could be like, it could be another, like, uh, reminiscing about being in right. the band and like do you remember all these yeah you know things that we used to do and it's very this album is very much uh kind of a reminiscing yeah. nostalgia yep looking uh, back looking back thinking I th- it, it's a very 30s yeah themed album. i like that i mean it's like it's not a it's not a negative sentiment, but it is kind of like a bittersweet. He's like, I love life now, right? But those are the best of times. Yeah, because um, I this is and this is something that I honestly, honestly, thank you. Think we're going to come up against when we discuss uh, our top ten mm, yeah. records because I was thinking about this as I was driving to. Uh, magnified studios west tonight Uh about what role because i think i was listening to this song and i was thinking about what role nostalgia plays in in music Hmm. and can anything ever beat nostalgia yeah can Hmm. can can a an album the new album which is arguably better than sure. any number of their earlier records yes. in a lot of ways. However, yeah. can, 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 you can tear teenage politics from my cold, <laughs> dead hands. Yeah. And I don't give a shit what anybody <laughs> says. I... I love that record so much. And so, and, it, and to think about putting in, like, any other albums... Yeah. Because it's so, it's so much a part of me. How can I, how can I, uh, disrespect it? Yeah. So so much. It's, um, yeah, I, I think when we get into our top 10 albums, which we will do, like, it's going to have to be favorites, not best because like, those are different, you know? Those are, yeah. Best. It might be, I mean, you know, we were saying like Mike probably, often feels like whatever the most recent record is, he's like, this is my best songwriting to date. And that may be true. Like, I do think plans and then the new record reach levels of maturity that they hadn't before. And I would say the same about Panic. But, like, yeah, I there's no, like, spoiler alert, there's no way Teenage Politics is not going to be, like, number one, maybe number two, but probably right. number one. <laughs> so, right. But it's probably not their best record. No. But, yeah. But it's just, and I can't... And it hurts me, physically hurts me to think about being like, well, I mean, yeah. so no, we're right. not doing that. We're not, no. We're I going c- faves. We're going, I'm going gut. Yep. <laughs> going straight gut with the, with the faves. Um, All right. We should mention the Swellers sing yeah. the gang vokes at the end there, which I don't know them at all. No. The lead singer does some, some extra background vocals too on this one, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we. We didn't. We didn't call out 
uh, our boy Seth Roberts oh, right. on uh, on Nothing Left. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did, yeah, we got um, um, Stevie, our Nick. Uh, let's see who Nick Deaner. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, from the Swallows. Best of Times. Right. Um, yeah. So all right, and <laughs> and uh, Greg Bennett. I was trying to look up Greg Bennett. Uh, who it says percussion on best of times. Uh, and I know that Greg Bennett makes guitars. Yeah. And cause I used to play a Greg Bennett guitar. Uh, there's a beautiful purple, uh, like sparkly flecked uh, guitar. It was really rad. Um, I wish I still had it, but yeah, I couldn't find who this dude's, this dude is and you know i get i'm i'm a little confused as to what percussion means when i think yuri can handle the cowbell (laughs) probably so i mean um spoiler alert we're trying to uh set up some future interviews with folks Mm -hmm. and um we're gonna have to. We're gonna try and get some more details yep. on on this record and the past few records because we are genuinely curious about the four albums, four label yeah, for sure. deal. Yeah, because it's a little, it's a little interesting. All right, uh, stay on your feet. baseline there for sure yeah i like this one a lot i like the chorus a lot yeah um, i like where it goes musically yeah uh definitely still in that kind of you know life is tough but you know you can do it yeah vibe yeah i don't it has a secret weapon feel mm-hmm. but it it doesn't annoy me yeah. as much as the some of the sentiments yeah, yeah on on secret weapon but i don't think it because it's i don't know stay on your feet it 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 pull this it, it, i don't know i don't know if it's a yeah pull it's more just like bootstraps but you just like you just keep just keep yeah keep going. grinding it's just not so much grinding. like you can do it as just like 
don't not do it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Life life sucks, <laughs> yep. but do your best yeah, to do just best. deal with it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a do your best song. Yeah. Keep, yeah, just you're doing all right. I like the I like the do your best record vibes. <laughs> I can get that. Um, this is uh, next song is a lucky guy. I'm interested to hear your hear your thoughts. say is that i really like it musically um it's a little cheesy (laughs) it definitely is on the nose in the way that we were kind of saying uh screw loose is where it's like i don't know if he feels like when it's a more aggressive song he's got to kind of like hit a harder lyrical (laughs) yeah but yeah i don't know this is this is the one of the few that i feel like is a little little cheese but i yeah. like it musically a lot yeah I, I if if this is one of the songs i would cut to yeah, make it a, an 11 that. minute 31 second yeah. or 31 minute song or album you know i but it's also in this season of me trying to be a positive self doing positive self talk mm-hmm. this is a kind of song that's like you're basically saying I'm poor, I'm dumb, and I'm ugly, <laughs> ugly. but she loves me and I don't know why. It's yeah. like, bro, ask I know. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you That's know a good point. Like ask her why she because I'm sure she <laughs> doesn't care that you don't have a PhD. Uh because most people don't and they can still find people that care about them for deeper reasons than um than just their overall intelligence but also uh he says i'm not so beautiful bro come on dude come on you know you're pretty come good on. looking <laughs> totally disagree and just have to open up the gatefold of this album to see the sexiness of mike herrera don't let i will thank you i will i will um. i mean I mean, they're all they're all looking they're all looking they look good. Pretty good. Looking they're good aging gracefully here. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think he's being winking here, which I know is not an MXPX uh, vein you're particularly into. <laughs> no, but. it's not, and it's yeah. I I do think there's probably some winkies, little winkies <laughs> little going, winks going, little winks, but I don't know. It's if that's the case, it's like then then it just seems to me to be a little disingenuous. Yeah, it's a little bit of a throwaway. Yeah. Um, but I like I don't know. I like incl- like I like what they're trying to do with like this one and screw loose and stuff. But like, I, I could do without them probably. <laughs> yeah. 
Agreed. Um, next is the other, one of the other music video songs by Brian yep. Bouchelt. Bry. Our guy yeah. Bry. Our guy Bry. Our guy Bry. <laughs> two yes so we have the same we have two, two out of the three we have two out of three which i don't think has happened in a in, while in a while yeah i wonder if that if i wonder if those two will be consensus picks among people they probably will yeah I mean, far yeah far away nothing left those are solid as hell <laughs> i had wait i had in the past far away wait in the past what wait what did you <laughs> in best of times okay I'm, you know what I never do? And you know what I never do. Rank them? No, you, oh. I never write down yours. Because oh. well, <laughs> I, I almost always text you on yeah, Thursday yeah, yeah. being like, bro, what are your top three again? I save it in my notes because I know that's going to happen. Um, in the past and far away, we both have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait, did you say all three of yours already? Yes. Nothing What's, left in right, the right, past right. and okay. far away. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, this was the first single. I feel like that was a good choice. Um, that Stephen Edgerton guitar opens it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thematically, it's definitely like when the opening words are "It's a struggle just to stay alive." <laughs> like we are in, we're in the darkness here, people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we got to get to the hardcore bridge. Can we hear a little bit of that? It's so great. I think it comes later. I don't think so. No. Oh well, whatever. There's some screaming. Here, I'm slows gonna. Down. I'm gonna find it. Here it is. Yep. Ugh, I love it. <laughs> We don't get like a full scream mic too often. No. Ooh, and this little bass line that follows. I just, yeah, I love this song. Yeah. Yeah, more Stevie. Um, yeah, the video, like you said, is this cool black and white video of them playing at, uh, at Monkey Trench, right? Yeah. Um, or their practice space, or whatever. Yeah, their practice. I think it's yeah. Is it the was, same thing? I don't know. I I'm don't sure people know, know the answer. I to this. don't know. So wait, is uh, does Steve Edgerton do Far Away? Yeah, that opening. The 
on. Is I, it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I didn't. I didn't know that. I I believe so. I hope I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> dumping on Tom for his potentially for his. Uh... <laughs> no, I, I had read that there were two songs that he plays on. And this is one of them, and it definitely okay. sounds like that. Yeah. Bad religiony. Oh God, bad religion. So. <laughs> Love them so should, much. Should we start our Bad Religion pod after this one? <laughs> yes. That's a lot of albums. Pod religion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we have to do it. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, uh, just a few more songs here. Do you have anything else you want to say about Far Away? No. Nope. All right. It's all right. I wrote fine. It's fine. <laughs> Could probably lose this one. It's, I like, I like the chorus. Yeah. I, I like the little it. guitar line. Yeah. That's, but that's kind of all, yep. kind of all I have to say about it. There's nothing, it's, it's fine. It's, it's good. still in that same territory of kind of the darkness, but yeah. trying to look this out. This is like, me. this is like Panic 2.0. It's panic, but there does like, feel it's like, like a, with a little with a little, a little, a little brush of, of yeah. nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, panic feels pretty much like things are hopeless, and this is like things are rough, but we can do this kind of. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. it feels it does feel sort of like panic is a definitely in your twenties album. Yes. This, this is, is a mid thirties. This is mid thirties album. Yeah, maybe and that's why I like it so much. Yeah, that 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 might be it. Mike's emo corner. We sure did. <laughs> That's There's... the first line, isn't it? I would like my heart back. I would like my heart in one piece. <laughs> yes, that is peak emo. That is. I mean, there there's some pretty solid emo moments yeah, yeah, on this are. on this record, but uh, <laughs> um, but 
I would like my heart back, preferably in one piece. That's like that's like one step removed from flesh marks on my heart. <laughs> pretty close. It's pretty. That is pretty close. Um, it's another one that's like that's fine. It's fine. Yeah, this is this is. Um, I honestly feel like uh, far away is the, the sort of the shining part of the shining song on the B side. Side B. I really like the last two songs. Okay. That's that's fair. Probably in my top five. Really? Yeah, I really like it a lot. So this, this to me, has a lot of no use for name influence. Hmm. Yeah, I guess where so. it's like, how many chord changes? I like that though. Can we can we fit into a song? That's cool. But <laughs> to what degree, in my view? Do they do it successfully? Sure. I feel like there's some jarring yeah, uh, melody fine. chord changes that I'm just like, did that did that work? I like that they're going for it, though, because I feel like that's something we talked a lot about kind of like slowly to me when I think about that record. It feels like different parts and they're trying stuff. And then there was a lot of records in a row for me where it's kind of like felt a little by the book. And so I like that this one, there's some surprising chord progressions again. The, the part where he goes, when he does the, we all got scars, that, that change. That one is it, the bummer for me. It, it, it's like, Oh, it, 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 we all got, yeah, it slows but then down. there's, but then there's like the, at the end to, yeah. Also, Shout out for the lyric, uh, I'm your registrar. <laughs> like, okay, back to higher ed here, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, I really like the harmonies. The like, uh, that sounds so cool to me. It sounds, the opening is like that old school kind of driving MXPX that I like. I don't know. I really like it's, this one. Yeah. It, the it, song is Inside Out, by the way. I don't know if we ever said that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't say that. Yeah, we did not. Inside Out. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's, it loses me. Yeah, it's. I can see that. Yeah, I th- it, it. That's like, is this it, life in general? What are we doing here? It sounds great, but then. It definitely it just, goes a different. Direction, it goes but, a different direction. See, I feel like there's a lot, especially on. I think Secret Weapon. I said this a few times, where it starts out super promising for me, and then the direction it goes, and I'm just kind of like, eh. 
Whereas this like goes in a way I wasn't expecting, but I like it. I'm like surprised by like, Oh, that's an interesting choice. I don't know. Yeah. And again, there's, this is not an album where I feel like there's, there's not even the, the songs on here that are not my favorite. Yeah. I don't, dislike yeah. as much as any song on secret weapon yeah because there's some bummers of songs on yeah. secret weapon but this this album nothing even comes close to like no. for for the most part on this album a song that i my least favorite song my reaction is it's fine yeah it's okay <laughs> it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah but i'm not it's not all uh far away right you know, that's not, it's not all just like, yeah. The fact that like nine albums in though, you can release one that doesn't have any bad songs is like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm, and I, I am curious what people are going to say there, yeah. what, what they think about. Cause I have had some feedback from people that are like, yeah, this is a, I really like this album. Mm-hmm. So, but I am curious what the, what people's top threes are going to be. Yeah, yeah. Because if you and I are syncing up yeah. with with two of the two out of three, I think that's yeah, that's interesting because mm-hmm. we don't we don't always agree. Right. That's a what's that what's that song? Uh, I was it's, gonna try to go for. I did. I'm not here to make you all agree. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, and this is the last song. Nothing's gonna change. Track thirteen. Very different. Yeah. I like it. Okay. I I think it was a. This is a way in like taking a risk versus yeah. inside out, sure. which I feel like this this is a a unique sound. Yeah, uh, and they pull and it, it off in a different al- a different kind of an album closer. Yeah, especially like those sort of like last yeah. few seconds where it's. Just drums. Nothing's gonna change. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm, I like it. I think that's. I just heard a little life in general there. And I yeah, we'll move to Bremerton. It. it it automatically is like, oh, you're done with plans? <laughs> Let's go back to life in general. 
Um, yeah, the ending is cool. I, I had in my notes, like, strong enough for a closer, question mark. Because, like, we've talked a lot about how often their albums will end with these kind of, like, soaring, like, leaving you, going into the distance things. And this kind of does do that. Like, it's an interesting variation on that. Um, but I, it's definitely unique. Like, that jump part goes on a long time. <laughs> It does, and I think it's. I I like it. It's, it's a cool it, kind of statement. Just yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, this is it. Does it? Is it better than tightly wound, going round, going round? No, no, it's not. It's. I'm glad it's not. <laughs> and this is. And it's also album closer, first pseudo spiritual huh. kind of because. Um, nothing's going to change when you've got sickness of the spirit and it's caused an infection. Um, so I'm wondering, and then it says, uh, these ethics by numbers don't add up at all. So it's kind of like, a. I'm wondering, it's the first sort of spiritual philosophical kind of song, at least in my in my yeah, view. that's certainly philosophical. I mean, it int- it's interesting that this charted on the Christian <laughs> chart because I feel like they're pretty much done with that at this point. Like, yeah. Lyrically, there's certainly nothing explicit. And I think Mike no. has kind of said by this point he was pretty much out on the whole thing. But, um, yeah, interesting stuff. Should we hit any B-side? <laughs> I'm having trouble tonight for some reason. B-sides <laughs> or bonus trunks? <laughs> Some Beelzebub, some beel signs. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. Some Beelzebubs. Can we hit some Beelzebubs real quick? <laughs> All right. What? Let's see. What see? I'm not even. I'm not even talking. It's been a long night, guys. It's been a long. It's. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, shout out to Daniel Starrett hooking us up once with, again. Once again in two apps. Such a bro, hooking us up with the an Australian bonus track, which I uh, we have. I know we have at least we have some Australian listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am genuinely curious what the yeah. the punk scene is like Ooh. in Australia. Living end shout out. Yeah, uh, some um, Frenzel Frenzel Ram Frenzel Ram our boys Frenzel Ram. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I can't, I, I honestly know very, very little about Australia. So, uh, in, it, I went there in 2012. I should have mentioned that. What? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. So before we get to the, <clears throat> a different <throat> life bonus track. Yes. Let's hear what took you to, uh, Australia. And I want you to know all of our Australian <laughs> listeners that I'm, actively resisting resisting (laughs) doing a terrible accent because that's it's i'm better than that i may not be i'm I'm not better than that but i'm do (laughs) i i don't want to be that guy um it was really hard to not start like having it slip into my (laughs) dialect by the end of the couple weeks we spent there because it was just like was it you and jenny yeah we went together um and it's also really hard to not say cheers to everything because it's just like a universal like cheers. Sure. Um, no, I just I've always been obsessed with Australia. Actually, really? I like loved it since I was a little kid. I think it's so cool. I, all the animals is I think what attracted me when I was the little. Poodoo? Did you see the poodoo while you were down there? 
Uh, I think we did. <laughs> like the the sort of tiny deer. Yes. The, like the most adorable yes. little. We did see. We held koalas. Um, pet some kangaroos. Swam in the Great Barrier Reef. It was pretty great. Um, no, I just I have always been super into it, and we'd never really done like an international trip, and um, yeah, so we went there. I have some friends who live there too, so we got to stay with them. Uh, they have like a family cabin in the Blue Mountains, which was rad. So anyway, shout out Australia. I love it there, and I love our Australian listeners. Um, I so I think I was. Uh mistaken uh i meant not the pudu i meant the quokka oh what's the pudu the pudu is is um the south south american south american yeah i was like so the quokka is (laughs) the um this little these happy little bastards Uh oh i don't know that we i think they're they're also marsupials yeah like the koala but they're they they look they look like really happy little little guys. Yeah. The but the the pudu I mistook for the quokka. It's 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 like a tiny, common mistake. Common mistake. Yeah. It's a it's like a South South American tiny deer, but they're also super adorable. Who among us has not confused the quokka for a pudu <laughs> in our lives? It's, it's it's a daily struggle. Yeah. Um so anyway, yep. um Australia, uh, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we love you uh, and appreciate you, and you get tracks we don't get. Yeah. So um, here's one of them. Oop, let me turn that up. probably like it more than I a would, couple of songs. Um, I would swap it with Lucky Guy. Yeah, I would do that. Um, and what was... There was me, the B-side of the Screwloose single was Despise, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, okay, which is this jam... Dreams. 
That's interesting, right? Yeah. It's kind of cool. It it doesn't fit on this album. No. But I like, I mean, it fits with Screw Loose. Um, kind of that yeah. hardcore yeah. vibe. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Anyway, those are the plans. Those are the plans and the plans within them. Yep. We like it. We like <laughs> it. Yeah, that I, I feel like I didn't have any as many hard and fast opinions on that in that yeah. record. No. Which is, it's, it's not, it doesn't reach the peaks of something like Panic or, you know, some of their earlier records for right. me, but I still think still it's pretty good. Still super strong effort. Yeah. Let um, us know what you think. Everybody. Yeah, we will, we will be, um, talking about it with you guys soon, hopefully. Yep. And, um, so hit us up on the socials, yep. Instagram, um, Twitter. You can find us on iTunes, rate, review, yep. leave us a five star if you really enjoy the pod. We'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Stitcher, Google, you, you, you already listen to us, so you know, so you know where <laughs> wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get your podcast, most of them <laughs> at least. Um, so and yeah, next week we will be talking about. Um, am I am I stomping on your <laughs> we, <laughs> stomping on your outro? Well, I mean, as you're saying, next episode we'll cover "Let It Happen," and then it'll be time for a podcast at our house. And it wouldn't be the same without you. So join us, won't you? Yeah.